All right, kids, here we go. It's a show before the show. It's been a while. And I'm not talking about sex. Ooh, you're a good crowd. Okay, here we go. We're going to get on Spreaker.com, and then we're going to get on Facebook so we can spy on all of you and pretend that we're not, kind of like TikTok. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? takes like way too fucking long. Okay, here we go. Mm, all right. The original Red Pill Show. Welcome to a brand new episode. La, 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 la. Okay. Like batteries to power. Turbines to speed. The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I do not intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Mr. Bond. Do you expect me to talk? No. No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to Bye. die. Just like well, all of us. But in the spirit of commemoration, whereby those important events of the past, usually associated with someone's death or the end of some awful bloody struggle, are celebrated with a nice holiday... I thought we could mark this November the 5th, a day that is sadly no longer remembered, by taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me I think. Expect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones, and men with guns will soon be on their way. It's kind of sad. Why? Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country. Got there, you right. designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You taught me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and depression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and submitting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others. They will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. <laughs> there is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. Luke, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. Do you want to know what it is? No. 
The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. We move south to find Navia. Let Crixus and the other Gauls chase lost hope. Sparica! The decision's being made. We must stand as one. Or fall. Divided. A lesson hard learned. Shackle will be struck from every slave upon our path. We will see our numbers grow. And when they have become legion, we will face Glava and the hordes of Rome again. And the gods shall weep for their suffering.
All right, kids, welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is what? Monday. I fucking hate Monday, especially after being on vacation, but that's all coming up here. Uno momento. Welcome to the original Red Pill Show. Today is Monday, July 11th, 2022. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please use at your own risk. This show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No parts of it can be reused, rebroadcasted. In any way, shape, please, or form without our written consent. Finally, this show is opinionated. The host, me, especially, callers, people that can join in the Podbean chat room just by asking to join the show at any time. People that are already in the chat room and whomever are and always will be opinionated. Thank God. Under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice, if you're seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a licensed, if required, person in his or her field there, little Tommy. He man. No. That's his name, broadcasting live from the wonderful little town of Loveland, Colorado. Colorado, whatever. Just coming back from the shithole state of Illinois, which I'm going to share that. Where I was born and raised from knee-high to a grasshopper, and now I'm just here in Colorado chasing horses and thumb up my ass and whatever. How you doing? All right. So this has been a while. I have nothing but excuses. So there you go. And I was going to do this last night, but hopefully you will give me a break. Pretty good reasons why I didn't. I've been on vacation. I'm going to share that. But I'm going to hit the rewind button because a bunch of shit's going through my head. All right, so first of all, unscripted, nothing. See, nothing in my hand. Hey, Rocky, nothing on my sleeve. Nope. Not again. Not again. Take three. Not again. No, that's only right. Not again. <clears throat> what is wrong with anyway? I got Bullwinkle down. I think. All right. Anyway. So man, there there's just all oh, okay. oh. All right. So I gotta get this out of the way. Disclaimer. Okay. From this point forward in this show and any other show that I do is my opinion. Based on my experience and perception and perspective, nothing more. I am not here to give any type of advice, again, redundant, 
as stated in the introduction. This is for entertainment and educational purposes only. You can do whatever you want with this show or any show on this network. Broadcasting on Freedom Revolution Network Facebook page, podbean.com or the Podbean app, Spreaker with the Spreaker app or Spreaker.com. That's all the live. This is live, man. Is it live or is it Memorex? Remember that commercial? It's live. And then, of course, you can listen to this show, uh, which we like to call the podcast version off of Spotify and Apple iTunes or whatever the fuck they call it anymore. Just give them a couple months. They'll change the name of it again. But whatever, you can find it. You just have to look. Okay. What I'm going to talk about, just to get this out of the way, is my epiphany of the mental disorder as labeled and treated called anxiety, which doesn't exist. Not. Let me get into that. So anyway. A lot of us, you, people that you know, suffer from this horrible mental disorder, one of which I never thought was real. Shows what I know. But I'm going to get into this. So what I say here is just my perception and revelation of a horrible, horrible mental disorder that strikes fear into people and uh, takes over your body and your mind. And I don't want to get into it, which in my opinion, thinking deeper about it, deeper out of it or into it could, could, I could see this cause probably some type of epileptic seizures I could be wrong. I've never had one, but I can definitely see it progressing into that in the start of one. Am I saying that's what it is? No. Again, this is all my perspective and opinion in thinking, riding a motorcycle 2,300 miles in two days, but being on vacation for nine days. And I just want you to understand how powerful your mind is, okay? And that's where this is going to lead to. And I think I titled it Anxiety, Your Most Powerful Weapon, or I don't know. I changed the title three times because I couldn't remember what the fuck I put. So anxiety. I'm just going to say what I need to say about that after I kill about a half hour talking about bullshit. So here we go. A couple things. Now, I don't know if I shared, I think I shared that I saw the movie Top Gun Maverick when it first came out. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. Like Tom Cruise or not, for me, is irrelevant. The guy's very entertaining. The movie's fantastic. And uh, so I was in Illinois 
And I drove my motorcycle there. This is going to be the short version of that. I'll get into that later. And uh, my parents and I were sitting around, and uh, I asked them if they wanted to go see a movie. And it was either Elvis or Top Gun. And I go, well, did you guys like Top Gun, the first movie? And they both did. And, I'm, and I go, well, I'm afraid if you go see Elvis, you guys have your your own opinion and visual thing and experience of Elvis. And, you know, it just might not resonate with you. I don't know. It's up to you guys. I mean, it's way before my time. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing it because I wasn't alive for when Elvis came on the scene and change rock and roll forever and whatever. So I don't really give a shit, but I said, well then how about top gun? And they're both like, yeah, that would be, that would be good. So my parents are like in their mid seventies around there, 20 years older than me, 78, 76, something like that respectively. And, uh, they loved the movie. They loved the movie. This movie Breaks all barriers of generations. I mean, I, I I could see kids loving this. Well, teenagers, if you can get them to like anything, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and so on and so on. It, it is a great movie. So that that's one thing we did. I encourage you if you want to wait till it comes out. I think when it's done in the theaters, it's going to be streaming on Paramount Plus. Um, for maybe a fee. I don't know. I just know what I hear. And uh, then, of course, you'll be able to pay wherever you can find it. Uh, but I think it's going to be exclusively on Paramount Plus. I don't know. But I don't know when it's going to be released. I, from what I've read, it's already grossed over a billion dollars worldwide. And um, they've done done a lot of good things with that money. That's all I'm going to say. So I can't confirm or deny exactly what I heard, but I just can say that the they've done some some amazing things. So uh, my hat is off to Tom Cruise for doing a great job and entertaining us at the age of 60. I think he just turned. It's just amazing. A great movie. So go see it. Like him or not, just go. Just go. Because <laughs> you're going to be really sorry you missed it. I mean, your life's not going to change if you don't, but it might do one for the better. And uh, you would definitely enjoy it. I saw it twice and I'd see it again and I probably will. So that's that for that. Um, not really a lot. Because I have the anxiety thing in my head. So I think I'm just going to start getting into that. So I'm going to start. When I first experienced this. Now, if I start saying the symptoms and everything and people that have it, just calm down. Just talk to yourself because people that have never experienced it. And in my opinion, I think it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of a certain level of stress or a certain stressor that kicks this horrible thing in and you're going to be like, what in the fuck is this? And I've had professional help with it. I don't know if it's in my record that I been diagnosed with it, but 
it was more of a self-diagnosis or from my son who has PTSD and he's asking me, well, what's wrong? And I told him, he goes, oh, it's anxiety, dad. I'm like, well, it sucks. So seeing my psychiatrist and smoking up to two packs of cigarettes a day was my way to treat it because I just refused to get on drugs. Again, this is me. All right. My psychologist goes, well, I got a friend that's a psychiatrist and he can prescribe you Xanax. I'm like, no, thanks. I saw my ex-wife on that shit and uh, no. And I just don't believe in taking drugs. I mean, I did kind of, sort of, but not anymore. And uh, I don't care if it's prescribed or not. Again, this is my opinion for me. I don't need help in that department and I will try to figure it out. But when I was going through my divorce at the time, I was walking in circles and I couldn't think and I'd walk outside and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing out here? And then my skin would get prickly and I couldn't think and I was flustered and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? Where is everybody? Then you can't think because you're scatterbrained. Literally. It's like you short circuit. It's, it's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And, uh, it took me a while to get it diminished. And one of those ways was just calm down to him. Anxiety. That's what I'd say to myself. Anxiety. Oh, watch out. Because you're you're starting to think analytically and addressing it and I, and identify, identifying it, it's a big word, to get your mind off of what's driving you fucking batshit crazy. Because it's just like, it's like out, it's like knockout punches. Oh my God, I got to do this. Oh my God, I got to do that. Now I ran a, I raised a family. I've had a great career, started and ran a business. And I've never, ever, ever experienced this. But like I said, I think between the divorce and the loss of everything, and I'm not going to get into details, but betrayal and losing customers and a, and a former employee taking my customers. And it was just too losing my pets, losing. It's just too much for a human being, i.e. me, to deal with at one fucking time. And trust me. I can take a lot, but that was my stressor way too much. So I'm happy to report. I think it's going on three and a half, four years that I haven't had a cigarette. I just quit, but not that easy. Took me three or four times and I finally just like, I'm done with this shit. So I quit. Didn't replace it with anything. And, um, When things are coming up to me that are stressors, but nowhere near the level of stress, it's, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I task orient it and take it into priority. So I have 10 things to do, which was nothing compared to the hundreds of things I had to do getting barraged when I was going through hell, which I hear a lot of people are right now. So hopefully you listen to this. So now 10 things is nothing. It's like juggling 10 balls, which I can't even juggle three. 
but I can juggle 10 balls mentally. Yes, I can. Bustling on a Saturday night with a bottle of tequila. Come over and you can find out. I just start taking them one at a time and by priority, and I'm going to do this. Okay, next, a to-do list. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And just start knocking them out. And then, of course, the list gets added to and subtracted. And, but that's life. And that's how I mentally got my head back to normal, whatever that means, to accept I'm starting to have an anxiety attack, i.e. panic attack, and quote unquote, get it under control. Because I've never gotten to the phase where my body gets out of control and I have tachycardia. I've had the chills and I've had the flustered thinking, but that's as far as it goes. I haven't had chest pains. I haven't had tachycardia, you know, uh, elevated heart rate, uh, shortness of breath, uh, freaking out like a motherfucker. I've never had that, but I could very easily see that that would be the next phase of a anxiety panic attack. And I don't want nothing to do with that. So let's get that out of the way. So I've been dealing with it. I really haven't had um, panic attacks until this vacation, which kind of sounds like, what? Uh, let me explain, Lucy. So here we go. So I decided to ride my motorcycle from Colorado to Illinois. First time round trip, uh, interstate, intrastate, whatever, interstate, three states, what, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Colorado, four states, wherever. Thousand miles, give or take a few miles. Did it in two days, and I got there. So I'm remembering the Mississippi Bridge. And I remember it being a little freaky for me. Now, I've gone over the thing in my pickup truck probably six, seven times, back and forth. But on a motorcycle, I've done it once, and it was a little hairy. And I made it, and I got across it, and I cheered myself. I'm like, I have never, ever had bridge anxiety. I, I heard it called that, called that. And I'm like, my ex-wife used to be scared of bridges. And I'm like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? And other people have shared with me. And this is where I have been a judgmental asshole, okay? We're going to hear that anywhere okay it is what it is okay and i'm like it's a bridge what we went over the mackinac bridge in michigan and bridges everywhere in florida i have and everything else i'm like what are you afraid of well a fucking bridge that's what and the mississippi river off of interstate 80 is like an archaic, out-of-date, hopefully not dilapidated, very narrow, with 80,000-pound semis, and I'm on a motorcycle. And I'm like, I don't think so. But I didn't focus on it, project on it, whatever. I just didn't say nothing to anybody. I'm just like, I'm just going to face my fears and I'm going to 
across this fucking bridge on a motorcycle. Well, I get about four miles away from it and uh, pull over, got some gas, and I'm trying to mentally just put this image in my head that I'm just going over the fucking bridge. Well, something was telling me besides fear, and I'll share this in a bit, not to go over that fucking bridge. So I called some people. I called my dad. I called my son. And I'm just like, I I can't do it. Something's telling me not to do this. Because I'm just envisioning myself getting crushed by a semi or lane changed into it. I don't know how many has been on motorcycles on the interstate, but it can be pretty hair raising. And when you're on a bridge with no out and it's made out of metal grate, and if you fall off the bike, God forbid, it's a cheese grater. So you're going to get fucking grated like a piece of cheese. And you got a semi in front of you, a semi behind you. And then one on the side that doesn't see you on the side and starts to lane change on a fucking bridge. You're in big trouble. Now, again, I've been over countless bridges after my anxiety quote-unquote diagnosis, uh, whether it was professionally or self-diagnosed. Why does my phone blow up every time I do a show? So I call my mom, and I'm upset. And I'm like, and I'm not upset about the bridge. I'm like, ma, I feel like a fucking asshole. She's like, why, honey, what's wrong? And I was upset. And uh, I'm like, I used to give my wife at the time. Now, don't think, oh, Tim, no wonder why you're divorced. You're a fucking asshole. No, I would tease her and other people, and I still do. But I would make fun of, it's like anxiety's crack of shit. Like, for instance, she was scared to death to fly. And she'd have to get on anxiety um, uh, Xanax just to take off. And she was passed out drooling in her seat by the time we hit the runway. And I'm just like, whatever. You know. But I never really made fun of her that. But the bridge thing I couldn't, I couldn't get. And with other people, too. It's, like, it's a fucking bridge. So I call my mom and I'm like, I feel like such a piece of shit. She's like, why? I said, because I made fun of fucking people like Kim and other people saying anxiety isn't real. That's ridiculous. Go get help for it. You know, you got something wrong with you. But now I have it. So I just felt like a, a piece of shit. I mean, I just, I, I'm like, oh my God, this is just awful. And I never wish it upon anybody. So I told her that and she said, oh, you know, you're, you're not, don't feel bad about it. I'm like, yeah, well, I know I'm not, but I have my moments and uh, that's one of them. And uh, I'm going to be very careful who I make fun of, which ain't going to be hardly anybody. Now, sarcasm, sarcasm, yeah. 
you know, or irony or humor. Yeah. But making fun of somebody because they have something I don't understand. And therefore I think there's something wrong with them. And it's just in your head. Those days are gone. Never happening again. It's kind of like drug addiction and alcoholism. Oh, there's no, just don't do it. I mean, there's not, there's nothing wrong with you. Addiction isn't true and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it is, but she's, you don't understand it. So I don't expect you to. So I, you know, I, I've been on that end of it too. You just can't, there's no way a woman can explain to a man how it is to be pregnant. Oh, just shut up. You're just a little fat. It'll be over soon. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. No, there's a big fucking deal being pregnant. And I mean, I wouldn't know, but I witnessed it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a motherfucker. (laughs) So, uh, just by witnessing it and being there for support, didn't make fun of that one at all. It's an amazing thing actually. But yeah, I, I just felt like just, I mean, I could just crawl under a rock where I would belong and just fucking like, leave me alone. I am just so humiliated. So I went to a restaurant and I said, is there another place you can cross this river? Because this bridge is freaking me out. And this real sweet waitress says, oh, I have bridge anxiety. So I get it. And I'm like, thank God. She goes, just go down to I-74. It's not that far. And they just redid the bridge and it's not like it's even a bridge, which it wasn't. It was actually a lot like a Florida bridge in New Smyrna beach that connects the intercostal and stuff like intercoastal. Sorry. I'm not from Florida, whatever. So you get on Flagler beach and all that shit, New Smyrna beach, no big deal. I've crossed those millions of times and that's how not millions, but enough. And that's how this bridge was. And I'm like, fuck, fucking piece of cake, man. Took me out of the way. Had to go through East Moline, which is a shithole. But if you need a car, if you need a used car, go to East Moline. Cause there's plenty of dealers that have plenty of inventory. I don't know what that's about, but, uh, and of course I'm being sarcastic, but those poor people had their industry ran out because of all the industrial businesses like Rockford, which is another one of my favorite shitholes. All the jobs were sent to another country. Figure that one out. All right. I'm not even going to get into that. So I crossed the bridge at I-74, went through East Moline, Moline, and then got back on, well, 88, 5 to 88, which I was surprised they still call it 5 down there, but it is. It's 88, 5, and then just is 88 or 5 or 92. Let's look at a map. (coughs) Sorry. So drive all the way to my parents and... I'm talking to my mom about it one day, a lot of things, but I started bringing up anxiety. Now she has her master's degree in sociology, social work, same difference. Sorry, social work. And I, and I told her, I go, mom, that is so fucking horrible. Anxiety. 
She goes, oh, yeah, honey, you know, blah, blah, yada, yada, whatever. I'm like, I, yeah. But I thought it was a crack of shit. And it, I'm telling you, it is not. If you think it is, you are sadly mistaken. And God help you if you get it. Because you're not even going to know what the fuck it is. Number one. And then number two. Just to get any type of logical, reasonable, common sense, analytical thinking. When you run into a trigger, which you don't know what it could be. But it is fear of the unknown and it is something that really can't harm you. I've been reading some books on it. It's like fear, fear is a legitimate threat. You know, like if there's a big ass bear in front of you or a freaking alligator or shark or whatever, it's like, fuck, that thing's going to eat me. And you're scared. I mean, that's normal. Okay. That's fair. That's, that's uh, fight or flight. Okay. Cause there is a reasonable something that can and may cause harm to you. Anxiety, and this is how I think of it, it, it's ghosts or what-if scenarios that could cause you problems, so you instantly, your body triggers all these anxiety defenses. It's not fear, although anxiety is too, from what I read, in the OCD. Now there's something I really don't get, but I'm not going to be an asshole here, but OCD, I lived with somebody that had it and it about drove me fucking crazy. What is wrong with you? Everything just gotta be perfect and in its spot and all the dollars have to be face up and fucking all this other horse shit. And I'm like, Oh my fucking God, really get some help. See, but there's me being a dick again. Cause I don't get it, man. What is the fucking difference? If all that shit's in a roll or upside down or sideways or whatever, it's not going to change a fucking thing. It's not going to change any outcomes of anything. Well, yeah. How do you know that? Okay. Whatever. But anyway, anxiety is in the realm there of mental illness of OCD, anxiety, and some other shit. But I, I was just like, kind of breezing through this stuff because if I don't know something about something, I look into it. I just heard a beep. Is somebody there? Hello. Hello. Do, 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 do. I heard something. La. All right. I'll keep the screen open. Somebody tried to come in. Yeah. Fucking top guns of shit. So anyway, I'm now I'm going to get distracted by the, by the, uh, by the chat room. So I got to minimize it. I got to minimize it because it's too distracting. I'll get back to it. Just be patient with me, guys. So, yeah, now I lost where I was. <laughs> the anxiety is just, okay, I was talking about OCD and things like that, and I don't understand that, but that doesn't mean it gives me the right to be a dick. So I'm talking to my mom about it. 
And I just felt really horrible about it. Oh, and I was reading about it. Okay, so if I if I don't know about something, I'm not going to sit here and pretend and blow smoke up your ass and go, oh, yeah, I know all about that, you know, when I don't know jack shit. I know a lot, but I don't know nothing about anxiety other than experiencing the horrible symptoms, I guess, of what it can do to a person in your mind, in your body. I'm like, what the fuck? And there, there is nothing so far that I found that when it's triggered, whether it's mildly or seriously, how to stop it because you don't know what triggers it. And it, it just happens almost like, for me, it's like kind of slowly turning on a light switch. It's not like a band, you know, stamp your fingers like that and boom, it happens. It's like, oh, here it comes. It's kind of like having an orgasm. Like, fuck yeah. Okay. You know, it's like, here it comes, building up and, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's pretty good. Anxiety is kind of like that, but it's no orgasm. It's a motherfucker. I don't know if you ever take a niacin and you get a niacin flush and your skin gets prickly or if you're allergic to something like I'm allergic to iodine, I get that effect too. Not so much anymore though, but I used to when I was really young, it's like that. And then your mind just goes fucking like crazy, man. Like, like Tasmanian double thinking and you can't focus on anything. And then you get, You get scared and fearful, but there's not, but there's nothing there. It's in your fucking head. So I'm trying to figure this shit out, man. I mean, it's like, I got to figure this out. So I have an epiphany about this, but before I get into that, so I brought my motorcycle and my dad sees it and he goes, well, it looks like you need a back tire there. And I'm like, yeah, it's getting pretty worn. And then a friend of mine who's a retired state trooper and was a bike cop's like, uh, you think you might need a tire there? And I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's enough. I mean, when I hear something more than once and I even think it, then that's somebody trying to tell me something. So I took the bike into a motorcycle shop. And I said, Hey, I want a new tire. I got to get back to Colorado in a couple of days. And I want your opinion of that tire. So they changed the tire, picked it up. And I go, so what'd you think? And he goes, I wouldn't have drove that bike with that tire. I'm like, no shit. So let's just pretend that I ignored everything. And I went across that bridge, which is made out of fucking metal grid. Kind of like a catwalk type of thing. Iron grid, metal grid, steel grid, whatever fuck it's made out of. And I had a blog going across that bridge. I'm like, whoa. Okay. So maybe it was intuitiveness. Maybe it was anxiety. Maybe it was all the above. I have no idea. All I know is I'm still alive. And I didn't go over that fucking bridge. And it got me to think maybe, maybe, maybe anxiety is a defense mechanism that can be productive and positive. 
And that's when it hit me. That anxiety can be used as a positive. And that sounds crazy, but hear me out. Because how many things have you or I or friends or anybody, you know, you should do this or I should do that. And you come up with all these fucking excuses from I'll just be mundane and a pain in the ass, you know, working out, cleaning the house, starting your own business, uh, eating right, yada, 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 yada. Oh, I just can't, you know, whatever. Really? Okay. So, so hear me on on this. Okay. Oh, I just can't do it. Okay. Now look at anxiety. When anxiety comes up and creeps up and goes, God forbid, into an attack or a panic attack, do you have any control or will over that? And what's causing that besides the stressor that you don't know what the fuck it is until it happens and it's a learning curve and you learn the triggers, unexpectedly, I might add, And that anxiety attack, or the beginning thereof, if you don't calm yourself down somehow, some way, takes over your mind and your body, and you're a fucking basket case. This is all in your mind. Now, listen very carefully, because I've learned my lesson in being a dick and a piece of shit, and a fucking unsensitive asshole, okay? So you can't call me too many more names, because that's about it right there. This isn't in your head. This is in your mind. Your mind is taking your brain over, which is arguably one of the same, and taking over your body. Your functionality of your body from prickly skin to batshit crazy thinking, if you want to call it that, and possibly tachycardia. And I could see this going into a seizure. All from your mind. So this makes me think, because if my mind can do that involuntarily, what the fuck can my mind do voluntarily? Hmm? Which made me think in a different way, because I can't tell my mind and my body not to react like it does when anxiety rears its ugly head because if you could or i could then that would be the treatment for everybody right but it's not 
you have to go to a professional, licensed professional, and if you decide by their diagnosis and treatment, get on prescribed drug to stop your mind and body from acting like that, which is totally out of your control. Right? Okay. So what if I, you, we could find a way to take an anxiety attack and do that voluntarily, but use that in a positive manner, which is a real mind fuck because you would go, well, you can't do that. Really? One thing I love hearing is you can't do that because you know what? I usually figure a way out. And the way that I do that is I try to educate myself by pretty much reading books about it, watching videos, and talking to people. But what I've witnessed with people that talking to them, you really can't talk to them about it because they lose their shit. Well, I, I don't want to talk about that because I'll just have an anxiety attack. Like, well, what triggers it? Well, and then they start talking about it, and then there you go. There goes your mind fucking with you involuntarily, and it puts you into an involuntary, horrible situation all from your mind. That's it. There's no boogeyman or ghost or witch or, unless you're married one, that's a joke. And there's nothing there that's to harm you. This is all in your fucking mind. Which is extremely powerful because there isn't anything or anybody on the planet that can get you out of that fucking thing except you. And therein lies the secret or the trick to using anxiety as apparently one of the most powerful mind weapons a human can have. And it's not about confidence. It's not about positive thinking. It's not, a, it's, it's about taking, I guess it would be called an emotion and a reactionary one based on stressors or triggers that you, it's a stressor that gets you to that point. And then things will trigger me or you that necessarily were not triggers in the past because your stressor was broke unbeknownst to you. And now things that never bothered you like bridges with me puts all this anxiety into my head, which is really honestly fucked up, but I didn't ask for it. You didn't ask for it. And where, where did it come from? I mean, if you want to psychoanalyze yourself, you have to figure out where it came from, which I did. And I had professional help, which I did and diagnosed, which I was as far as I know. And then it's for me to figure it out what stressors are or what triggers are. I know what the stress stressors are. 
just a million fucking things and my life getting destroyed and just people leaving me for dead. That'll, that'll fuck anybody up. But anxiety is a horrible, horrible. I think I shouldn't say this. I think I'd rather get COVID again than get fucked to have an anxiety attack. I, I, I mean, it's that fucking bad. Now there's nothing. Well, some good things have come out of COVID though, by the way, I was going to say, and I, and I think some positive things can come out of, believe it or not, having anxiety. But again, if I can find a way and you can find a way and you're just on that fringe of, oh shit, here we go. My skin's getting prickly next. My mind's taking over. I'm going to be batshit crazy. I can't think. I'm flustered. I'm stressed out. Tachycardia, fucking this and that, everything else. If I can figure out a way right when it starts happening and go, okay, Tim, here we go. My mind is going to take everything over and there ain't a fucking thing I can do about it. And at that point, if I can take that and turn it and flip it, to something positive and go, you know what? I am going to work out today. You know what? I am going to eat right today. I am not going to smoke today. I am going to go look for a better job. I am going to start my own business. I am going to learn how to play the fucking guitar. I am going to do a dumbass fucking podcast that nobody listens to. I am going to ask that girl out on a date and so on and so on because your mind is going to go somewhere else and there ain't a fucking thing you can do about it. Sorry. There's not. But if I, we can learn to take that instant of, oh shit, here it comes recognize it, do it and channel it into that to-do list on positive things and goal setting and go, okay, here it comes. And I'm just going to let it flow through me and it's going to go right to starting my fucking business. And that, that is what I'm going to try to do because your mind, your mind is your limits, which is unlimited. I have no doubt. The, the mind is so powerful that I don't think there's limits. I really don't. If some guy goes, you know what? I can disappear because of my mind. I'd be like, I fuck. I bet you can. I mean, there is nothing that we cannot do after experiencing this. And I'm like, man, if somehow, some way this could be rechanneled, redirected into positive actions in decision making, the sky's the limit, man. I mean, does that, does that make any sense?
Am I am I conveying this correctly? I mean, if your mind can do that to you and to your body and everything else to a full panic attack, which whatever that is, and take that and just go, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start that business. I'm gonna ask that girl out. I'm gonna work out today. What whatever what? But it's got to be really big fish. It just can't be. You know, like quitting smoking. I'm not going to fucking smoke. I'm putting all this energy into not smoking. I'm quitting smoking. I'm quitting drinking. I'm going to quit doing crystal meth, coke, pot, whatever. Whatever causes you problems in your life and negative consequences, redirect that anxiety energy, negative dark energy, into positive light energy. Energy is energy. It just depends on where you direct it and where it comes from. And where it's going, which is directing. I have no doubt, no doubt, if we could take the power of anxiety, which is crazy to even say, and put it to positive goal setting, I'm going to do this, motherfucker, watch me. Anybody can do anything. So that, that's the epiphany I had on anxiety instead of looking at it like you're a victim and, well, you better be careful what you do or you don't do because you don't know what's going to trigger it. And then next time it's triggering. I mean, this, this fucking thing has had me on the verge of tears. I'm like, what, what is wrong with me? And I'm a pretty strong, strong, um, galvanized guy. I have been through a lot of fu- human. Okay. I don't gender here. Human. I'm a pretty strong galvanized human. I trying to be a good human, but this fucking thing has had me in tears based on no viable threat whatsoever, except what my head is telling my body to do, which is just quite honestly ridiculous. But I don't want to downplay this because this is not ridiculous. This is this is some serious fucking shit that fucks people up that could progress into not even want to go out of their goddamn front door because they're scared of what may happen. The psychosis that this can do to people is extremely damaging and potentially chronic and can be progressive if not treated. So that's all the traditional ways that we're taught and what we should do and what people do. But again, if it can be identified, recognize, calm yourself down and take that energy and trick your mind, mind games, you're going to, you're going to be mind fucking yourself. If you could mind fuck yourself and take that energy right when an anxiety attack or that thinking's happening and transfer it to something positive, you can, you could fucking do anything that you decide to. So that's how I'm going to try to redirect. Now it's not just going to happen. I mean, I'm doing a lot of shit. I'm working out. I'm eating the best I can. I'm trying to be a good human, uh, meditating yoga. I mean, this is all mind strengthening crap which doesn't even sound right, but that's what it is. It's mind fuckery. 
I am fucking myself in my mind. But my mind is fucking me and you. So I'm saying whatever's good for the goose is good for the gander. You want to fuck with me? I'm going to fuck with you. This is my Chicago coming out. So I consider it a challenge with my mind. Now I was like, well, now you sound bipolar and you got voices in your head. And it's like, whatever. I'm being honest here, man. If I can get my mind to quit fucking me, which may not happen, then I'm going to fuck it back. And you know what? I'm going to take all that and I'm going to put it to positive, good things. Helping people, going to church, doing more than one podcast every month or whatever I'm doing or not doing. Pick up the guitar more. Join a band. I mean, there would be no limits to what you could do or I could do. So I, I think that's enough of that because I could really talk about this all night and I could add to it, but I want to stay focused on two things. Anxiety is horrible. No doubt about it. God awful. Just like I pray you never get addicted to drugs or anything of the kind. I pray that you don't somehow have a result of stressors in your life where you become a victim of anxiety. I don't know. I really don't know how to phrase this because it's got awful, but just like lemons make lemonade, I think anxiety can be used in a positive way just for the fact of how powerful our minds are. But there's no doubt I'm convinced my mind's fucking with me and I don't like people fucking with me, let alone my own mind. So when I start experiencing another anxiety attack, or whatever it is, the beginning thereof, I'm going to flip it and I'm going to start thinking about what's on the top of my to-do list and try to channel that energy into that. And I'm going to see what happens because I got a lot of shit to do still. And I've been stuck and maybe somehow, some way, this is something that's happened to get me unstuck, a push that I need. I don't know. I do know, and I put it on Facebook, when I was 27 years old, I read a book, and it was about a lot of things, but it was also how to set goals. And one of them was starting my own business. And within six years, I started my own business. So maybe it's a push again, because I was pushed to do that. Getting fired from your job would do that. Raising two kids and having a wife two weeks before Christmas, that kind of sink or swim stressor, stressor situation makes you do things that you never thought you could do. 
And quite honestly, I don't think I ever would have done it if I wasn't pushed. I think I'm getting pushed again. Because I'm not succumbing to this. I refuse. But I think doing a lot of homework, reading a lot of books, not trying to rewrite any type of books and diagnosis and treatment of this horrible condition. But I think I can take this and make this horrible negative thing into energy on a positive level. And I'm going to try. I'm going to let it motivate me instead of scaring the living shit out of me by some things that are actually no risk to me whatsoever, except they're in my mind, not my head, my mind. My mind is doing this to me and I'm not going to let it do it. And if it does do it, I'm going to use it against it in win by shoving all that into something positive. Otherwise, I really don't know what to do, but I'm not getting on any drugs or anything of the kind. Prescribed, unprescribed, smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, drinking like a fish, fucking trying to, to smash or cover up all these emotions and feelings because that doesn't work. It just makes things worse. Um. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to try. That's an epiphany I had on my vacation back in my home state and a lot of thinking to do on a motorcycle with uh, a total of 2,300 miles, give or take a few, and pretty much 10 hours a day, two days in a row, and then coming back, the same thing. You do a lot of thinking, and I do way too much as it is. But I'm just focused on that, on this anxiety crap. So if it makes any sense, I know it's not going to make sense to anybody that doesn't have it. It's like, it's like tits on a bull. It's useless. But God forbid you do know what I'm saying. And if that even pushes you to even tell yourself, I'm going to try this. And it's not going to be mastered or even successful after countless, countless tries. Because you're just going to have to figure it out. But I'll be damned if I'm going to let this thing fuck with me and make me so scared that I can't even think and I'm all flustered and, and losing, losing my fucking mind. Because uh, it's not going to win. And um, I'm going to figure it out. Because I am not going to let my mind. It's my mind. In my body. And you're going to do what I fucking tell you to do. And if you're going to still act like a two-year-old. And have a temper tantrum. And make me go batshit fucking crazy. And get prickly skin and everything else. You got another thing coming. Because I'm going to take all that. And I'm going to use it against you and fight back, but not directly through another channel in positive affirmations and goals. So fuck you. So let's try that. So as crazy as this sounds, which is nothing new, 
I really do think anxiety can be used in a productive manner. We just have to figure that out. Or you do. And I'm going to. Because I have not backed down from any challenges I've ever had. And if I did, I wouldn't be here. It's just simple as that. But I really do think it can fuel somebody and fuel me to use as negative energy and turn it into a positive. And that's what I'm going to do. So there will be updates and I will share. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens here in the next year or two. Because I have goals. And when I hit 60, which is less than two years, things are going to change. And if this is going to fuel me, then so be it. I'm going to figure it out. So anyway, that's that. Let me open everything back up now so I can see what the hell people are saying. Okay, so Mike's in the Facebook page. And we got people in the chat room here on Podbean. Uh, and just comments about Top Gun. Not a lot of not a lot of comments on what I'm saying, if at all, which is okay. It's a lot. It's pretty deep. It's it's really a mind fuck brain twister. But uh, I think it's something that I had to say, and I said it, and it's my show, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. So if it helps, great. If it don't, so be it. It doesn't matter to me. I would like it to make a difference in someone's life though, especially mine. So there you go. That's it. I'm going to go. Thanks for everybody jumping in. Oh, Baram, ooh, you, you, me, is it you? Billy Jacob and uh, Pocket Parley are participating in the chat room. And uh, I don't know where the fuck everybody is, but uh, it doesn't matter to me. I'm here and you're here and it's all accounts. And then uh, hopefully some people listen to it uh, in the download or on live on uh, any of the other platforms that you can find it on and share it if it makes any sense or it's like, oh, you got to listen to this. <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. I doesn't matter to me. So I'm going to go. Thanks for listening to me share the show. And, uh, you know, I'm all good, dude. I'm really good. I'm just telling you, anxiety is, it fucking sucks. I mean, I just can't, I can't even explain it. I could at least explain addiction and that kind of crap and everything else. Explaining anxiety is, is it's like impossible. It's just impossible. Um, Unless you're talking to a licensed, educated, certified psychiatrist or psychologist, because they know. But the public that doesn't, average person that's never had this, it's it, it's it's horrible. I mean, I just can't, I just can't even tell you that. And it took me fifty, I don't know, twenty sixteen. 52 years to find out this horrible mental condition and it, and it just literally fucking sucks. So I'm going to say this to y'all too. 
if you if you know somebody that has anxiety or they're even going to share it with you don't be an asshole be kind and compassionate about it because there's just no way you're going to understand it and um not being supportive of that and being uh compassionate and empathetic is not going to help anybody. It's just a really fucked up thing, man. It really, it really is. Um, but it's real and don't be an asshole like I was and just deny it. And it's not real because it is. And, um, yeah, I'm good. I'm really, I'm fine, but I see this as a challenge to overcome this fucking thing. Um, because I don't want this happening to me anymore. And I've overcome a lot of things. And this one is going to be a huge challenge more than addiction, more than fucking starting my own business, raising kids, uh, going through a divorce. I mean, that might be a close second. Uh, but yeah, this thing is, of course, all those things <laughs> got me to this quote unquote condition or situation with all those stressors. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let it, um, win. And I, and if it does win, I'm going to redirect it right back onto it or into some positive things. Hell, I might do a show every day, but I'm going to do something because I am not going to sit here and let this shit just consume me because it's God awful. I cannot express it. And thank God people haven't experienced it. So that's that. Maybe a personal question, but if you are on medication, that may be causing it. No, I, I like I said, I won't take medication. I'm not on anything. Zero. I take vitamins. That's it. I'm not on any prescribed medication for anything whatsoever. I only believe in that if it's antibiotics or it's like the doc says, you better take this or you're going to die. Okay. You know, that's, that's pretty clear, but no, I don't think a pill cures anything, whether it's street drugs or prescribed. I don't think it does. Uh, actually, nothing cures anything. Um, it may treat it. Like I said, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not arguing that. Um, do what your doctor tells you. But for me, I am not taking something unless I absolutely have to. And that includes Xanax or Zoloft or whatever they prescribe for this. Um, and just don't think I'm a basket case every second of the fucking day. After I identified this and figured this out, what happened to me with this goofy bridge thing? And it's goofy, but you know, it's like, it's a fucking bridge. What's wrong with you? I get that, but maybe this happens once a year to me. And that's why I wanted to come on and talk about it. Not necessarily about that, but how I it just, if you get anything out of this fucking show today in this episode, the message is this, and I never say this, your mind is so powerful, so powerful. You can do anything you want. Like they say, just set your mind to it. You can do anything you decide to do. I That's the message of this show. And I never, I don't think I've ever said that. 
the message of this show is that's it. Your mind 